Hi everyone, I'm Sarah Baker and this is Mama Stories. I created Mama Stories after seeing how impactful sharing stories can be in overcoming the challenges of motherhood. I am where I am today because of the stories of so many amazing strong mamas and I want to share that with every mom I can. So follow along to laugh, cry, and be empowered. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Have you heard about how we are changing the story for moms? Mama Fund is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to providing products, services, and education to moms in need. So check us out at mamafund.org. All right, welcome to the show today. We have Anna. Anna, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Yes. Anna, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been in Seattle for about 20 years, so I'm a Seattleite, and I am a mama of two, one little boy who's six, a little girl who's three. I have a fur baby as well, mm-hmm. and I am a local photographer. I've been doing that for about almost eight years now, which is kind wow. of crazy to say. Weddings, babies properties all of the above and I am a recent single divorced mom yeah that is having a fun journey yeah <laughs> I'm sure well I want to get into that you actually yeah. took our pictures which is how it. we met um you are very talented at what you do thank you and I love your tattoo on your arm she has a camera and then what does it say smile, smile. cute that's so cute Sorry, you can't see it for those of you that are listening, but trust me, it's real cute. Look on my Instagram. There you go. All right, so you mentioned your son is six. Mm -hmm. So six years ago, you became a mom. Mm -hmm. What was that journey like for you? You know, what's interesting, I think it's a lot different now than it was six years ago even. And I'm really noticing because I have some friends that just had babies this last year. And I feel like my journey coming into motherhood was more instinctual. And I feel like right now there's um, more of like, you got to look everything up. You're online. You're constantly like mm. being compared to everybody else. And so for me, it was nice because nobody really had kids at the time. <laughs> like yeah. none of my friends, I was 25 when I had them. So not a lot of people had kids at the moment. And for me, I just had to figure it all out on my own. I had like a couple of friends that had kids that I kind of vibe with, but for the most part, like it was just me, him and, um, and his dad. And I went from, being like I would never stay at home with a baby I'm always gonna work because I've been working since like 14 and I've always had my own money to I got pregnant and within like six months into my pregnancy I was like there's no way I can go back to work Mm -hmm. like no way and so that's where I was at the time I was just kind of doing photography as a fun thing and a friend asked to like pay me to do it and I thought okay she paid me like 50 bucks to do her and like four kids I was like sure let's do that so I went from okay I'm just doing this thing as a hobby to like oh I can make a little money to I'm pregnant to holy cow maybe I can use this as a way to make money and stay home with him and then the minute I had him I was like yeah I'm gonna be Mm. in it so I made the choice to be a stay-at-home mom and just because of the way I am I was like I need to make my own money so I just started really going hard on the photography yeah. and that was when Facebook was still like really good for business because <laughs> it's changed a lot but it was like just the timing of it was perfect it was like 
on the rise. And so I just used Facebook as a way to get my clients and it worked so well. Yeah. So, so well. Awesome. And now you're, you've got like different deals and you do different things with your photography business, not even just taking pictures of families. You have real estate yep. companies hiring you. And then I have my portrait studio in okay. Mill Creek Town Center. Yep. And I, um, I travel, I mean, I, I did a wedding in, um, Thailand and in Italy this, just this year, which is wow. big things to check off my list. Um, but I, that's part of the whole thing that I absolutely love is, and then they were both friends kind of the Italy wedding was a, a brother's friend, but, um, it was just nice to travel with friends and be there to cherish their moments. And then also like do work while I'm there. So yeah, I loved it. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right. So now you fast forward, um, <laughs> transition into motherhood six years ago, fast forward. Now you have two mm -hmm. and recently you find yourself faced with separation. Yeah. So my divorce came, uh, very unexpectedly. I mean, literally it was a phone call that changed my whole, my yeah. whole, um, life really. Um, I, uh, do you want me to get into on how what I found out? Girl, because <laughs> you know is I your will. space. You, you tell me. Um, so my um, ex-husband now, but my husband and I at the time were going on a date night like any other couple would. We were in the car driving down 405. My phone rings. It wasn't, I didn't recognize the number, but I answered because of my business. I always answer. And um, I said, hey, and I heard the voice and it was shaky and I could hear the person was upset and I couldn't really realize who it was. And I said, Hey, who is it? And I can't say his name, but find out that it's one of my really close friends, husbands. And he said, well, I just want you to know that your husband screwed my wife yesterday. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and so, and I'm in the passenger seat with my husband. So I look over at him and I say, it's so-and-so's husband. And he looks at me and just by the look of his face, mm. I was like, Oh, it's true. Okay. So I asked him to get off the freeway and yeah. Um, I handled myself well. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so I found that out and then I found out that there's been a year worth of infidelities with multiple women and things. And so oh um, we went from, you know, we were in counseling last year over some interesting stuff that now makes a lot more sense. But during the time I didn't understand why that wasn't even an issue, but um and then I find out he's just been lying the entire time, so it makes sense. But we went from graduating from our counseling in November to me finding this out in February. So we were like really great communication. We we went to Thailand and we went to Hawaii yeah. in January. And then I came back and two weeks later, it was like my whole world just exploded. Wow. And we were planning on moving out of here, getting a house. We had, mm. um, I actually didn't take as many weddings as I usually do this summer this last summer because I was going to focus on squid socks and do that a bit more so it was like I had all these plans for the you know next couple of years that just all went right out the window because yeah. there was just no forgiving what he had done just because it was so deep and he lied so much yeah it wasn't like a one-time thing it was just like a constant thing and he admitted that he was never going to tell me the truth he was just going to live a double life and he really never apologized and he didn't really feel bad about it. So it was just kind of like, okay, well, this is done. You can get out of my house and wow. let me move on. Wow. Squids, you mentioned Squid Socks. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I want to touch on that. That's another business venture for you, right? Yeah. So Squid Socks actually 
is owned by um, my clients. So they they've had been my clients for a while. I did I was a second shooter at their wedding. I did their like newborn photos and stuff, mm-hmm. and they came to me as uh, somebody that just wanted product images of their product. Okay, and I completely fell in love. I mean, I mean, they're socks that don't come off. I mean, yeah, for kids, for kids, yes. Um, so they're amazing. And my daughter had the biggest issue with that, and she kept those things on the whole day, the first day I had them. And I just knew I'm like, this is awesome. Like, how can I help you? So I, I kind of help with the beginning stages of everything um, with social media and just getting it out there. Um, we went to Vegas and did a baby show and that type of thing. That's so, so cool. It just sucks because I was like in this like really exciting stage with them yeah. right when All I found everything happened. out. Yeah. And then I realized like now I'm down to one income. Squid Sox was still growing. So it's not like they were able to really, you know, give me consistent money the way I needed it. And so I was like, you know what? I just need to like pause and really get in on my photography business and get somewhere with this. So that yeah. way, I, at least I have some security. But they were just on Shark Tank, like, but on Friday. Oh, they were? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, amazing. Was it Friday that it aired or Sunday? Maybe it was Sunday. Um, but yeah, so it, like, I love it. And I keep in touch with them and I'm absolutely here for them all the way and mm-hmm. I'm now that my season's kind of slowing down I really hope that I can kind of jump back in and help them with everything because I I mean they're amazing and the company's amazing and it's a mm. husband and wife team that just kills it that's so, so cool yeah all right so you're faced with this like <laughs> tidal wave that's mm-hmm. coming at you yeah so my curiosity goes to if that was me I would I don't know how I would handle myself. Obviously we don't know until we're mm-hmm. ever in that situation, but like, how do you then handle kids? Like, how do you balance? I'm a mom and also I'm super crushed. Yeah. So what's interesting about that, like few days, the first few days is probably the hardest, honestly, like those first, you know, the shock of it all, the anger, all of that, that you're dealing with. My initial reaction was obviously anger and um I did remove myself from the situation I had my best friend come and pick me up and um I actually handled myself way better than I thought I would I thought I would smash his face in and honestly like (laughs) (laughs) take a bat to his car I didn't um I did crush the xbox because when I came back that night he was sitting on the couch eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and playing video games and I was like oh no (laughs) Oh, oh no that's not happening um so that's like the only like rage thing that I did but um my kids were with my mom that night because we had date night. And so I just texted her and I said, Hey, some stuff went down. I need you to keep the kids for one more day. And I told him, I said, you have 24 hours to get out of my house and we'll figure out the rest. So I took 24 hours. He took 24 hours. And then when we got the kids, we just went right into it. I mean, he just, you know, he said, Hey, you know, I, I not going to live here anymore. His take on it was, you know, mommy and daddy don't, love each other anymore and we're not boyfriend and girlfriend anymore so then you don't live together when it's like that and my daughter like well whatever she's she was two at the time not really care no care in the world but my son was kind of like okay and I could tell he wasn't communicating anything but I could tell he was processing Mm -hmm. and um so he left and he he would put he put them to bed that night and then he left and he wasn't there the next morning and which was pretty typical to our routine like he would put him to bed and then he leaves before anybody's up anyways for work so it wasn't like too far from our routine and then he would come back after work and he'd be here hang out with them put them to sleep and then leave again 
So for the first week, there was obviously it was noticed that he wasn't here, but it wasn't as hard. And about I would probably say a week in, Mason was like pissed. They were mm. like wrestling, hanging out, and Mason punched him square in the nose. And he said, well, you're not my dad anymore. Oh, no. And that, I mean, I could just tell from his face that he just, you know. And I said, no, no, like, you know, of course that's your dad. He just doesn't live here. But he's always going to be your dad. He's always here for you, whatever. So that night, um, Chad left. And when um, it was my you know, my night to put them to bed or whatever, um, they just weren't having it. I mean, we were, like, sitting on the floor. both Like, all I had both of them. They were huddled and just sobbing and saying mm. that they miss daddy. And um, I had that moment where I was like, okay, you can be prideful and you can be superwoman and say, you know what? Like, I got this. These are my babies. But then at the end of the day, that's what they need is that they need to know that this person is, even though he's not living here, he's always here for them mm-hmm. in their hard times. And so I just said, why don't we call daddy? We'll talk to him. And then he came back and he hung out with us and put them to bed and all of that. So for me, that first week it was really about them mm-hmm. and not really about me obviously I didn't want to be around him obviously I didn't want to see them I, d- I didn't want any part of it but I also knew that looking at my kids it wasn't fair for me just to like completely yeah you know remove him from the situation but is it so hard I feel like I'm not <clears throat> I'm not the kind of kind of person that would be okay with like just being in that room like I would it would be hard for me to not say well, your dad. <laughs> well, do you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know I it know. would be hard, and I because I is. think like it's our human instinct to do that because someone harmed us. It's our wall. It's our guard. Mm-hmm. So here you are, like you know what's happening. He's still so involved. Like he's still here. Yeah. How do you stop yourself from doing that? I think honestly, one thing that I, I and I knew this from a previous relationship. His dad was never around, but he loved his dad unconditionally. And I just know that that's how kids function. They will love their parent Mm -hmm. to the end of the world. Like, And it doesn't matter what they do. They will always love them. So for me, that was kind of my my thing is they're going to love him no matter what. And even though he did not consider them in this situation, he's not a bad person, Mm -hmm. right? Like if he was a bad guy in general, I would be like, no you know, cutting it off. But he's a good dad. He loves his kids. He's shown up for his kids. He's always been a good dad. So I just couldn't, I couldn't even justify it in my head of why I would keep that uncomfortable for anybody because at least there's that one thing that he's good at. And I feel like it's the most important really at the end of the day. I mean, I'll I'll be fine, but if he shows up for them, that's all that I really care about. Yeah. Well, that's really strong of you to do that. <laughs> I feel like that has to take a lot of reasoning in your mind. It does. And honestly, it, it, it for me, it took a lot of time just to be um, with friends and family. And I went public with it, as you know. So I, because I, I mean, I'm all over social media just because of my business anyways. And so for me, that really helped because I wasn't hiding from anything and everybody knew what was going on. And so I got a lot of support from, God, I got so much support from people. I probably had like two, 300 messages in my, in my inbox after everything came out of people sharing their stories of, of kids, you know, and I asked like, Hey, if somebody has advice on what growing up in a divorced family is like, cause I don't have that experience. My, 
parents have been together for 37 years now. So it's like, that's all I really know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of wanted to be like, what are the things that you wish your parents did different, whatever. So I got a lot of input from, from people that really helped me just realize that at the end of the day, it's as long as he's a good person, he's good to them, then that's all I'm going to focus on. And I went, I mean, I had a lot of rage at that time that I really needed to take care of. So I went to um, the rage industry in Lake City. Yeah, I've heard of that place. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's the best 15 minutes you'll ever have. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, it's like a room full of like glass and Mm -hmm. furniture and bats and you Mm -hmm. just like sledgehammers, whatever you want. And you can bring your own stuff too. So oh. I, I brought some stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And okay. it was so satisfying. Like, honestly, I feel like if I didn't go through that little, like, 15 minutes, I probably would have smashed his car at some point. Because that's where all the, like, cheating was happening was in his car mm. <laughs> outside my house. It's really great. Um, so I that every time I would see that car, I'd, like, just yeah. get that tight chest feeling of, like, I need to woosah. Um, but that helped a lot. I think getting focusing on yourself and just making sure that you're really thinking about how your actions are going to affect your kids is really the biggest part because I think no good's going to come from you talking smack about their dad. It's just not, you know what I mean? Like, no, I know. I mean, I've been around people and I can think of like specific scenarios where like, you know, you have a vision of somebody And you're like, wow, that's like a really good mom or really good or just a good person or whatever. And then they do that thing where they say something about their significant other to their kid that's diminishing them. It's, yeah, not that I would then say that's a bad mom. I just would then be like, wow, you just have a lot you need to look at because that's not serving your kids at all. Right. Like you're literally, that is a selfish act through and through. And we're all selfish. I get it. Like we're selfish human beings, but don't do that. Yeah. Like that's my, that's my line. I'm like, don't like, don't talk crap about your kids' family members in front of them. (laughs) Yes. And even if it's in a joking way, um, I think that's that's what my problem was. <laughs> I was just gonna say, um, well, I do joking all the time, <laughs> and I. But it, it it sometimes, and the only reason I've noticed that is because I'll I'll see the look on, and my oldest really like you can really see with him because mm-hmm. he's six and he's very in tune with things, and I'll say something and he'll give me kind of like, oh, what did you just say? Kind of look, you know, like wait, mm. and so I can tell that he he doesn't know that I'm joking. He doesn't know that it's you know, you know, me being silly or whatever, but he also is just taking the words for what they are. And so I, I I really, I try. And the thing too is he has no idea how lucky he is that I have been so understanding. Your husband. Yeah. Because he has, he's been coming to my house every other day since I found out. And he even spends the night on sometimes Fridays and Saturdays, but every Saturday pretty much. Um, so I've allowed him to come back in here because he still doesn't have a place of his own or anything. So, and I did that because I like the idea of knowing where my kids are and knowing that they're safe and knowing yeah. that they have a home environment. And I felt like it was really unfair for me to remove the kids out of their like comfort, Yeah, you know, and like put them into what a one bedroom apartment that they're going to share a bed with their dad. Like it just didn't sit well with me. So I yeah. thought for 
the kids sake it's best for them just to be here and I'll leave so I would do like every Saturday I would either go to a friend's house I'd go to a hotel which was really fun I call them staycations yeah Yeah, that is fun (laughs) um and so I just you know again it was just as much as it was time for the kids to be with him it was also time for me to be out of my house and be with myself and like doing things or working on me spending time with people which I love the most about this story because <clears throat> so you mentioned earlier that you were pretty public about it mm-hmm. which from the beginning I have been like <laughs> knee deep in this because it's two things I think it is probably one of the m- most isolating things that can happen when mm-hmm. a relationship is broken especially when there's kids especially when it's something that is so shattering for you yeah but it's also like you have all these misperceptions about like how you should handle things and who should do what. And and what I loved so much about what you did and going public and, you know, you continuously did videos just to update on things and get advice is that I think it changed the game for a lot of people to be like, Oh wait, maybe there are other ways to do this. Like maybe you don't have to do it alone or maybe it doesn't have to be this terrible thing. Maybe it can be a place for self-reflection and self-love and, and so there was something really great that I've always loved about your story. Um, but what I do love the most, which I want to talk about, is this self-care you've kind of been forced into. So mm-hmm. obviously you see on Instagram, it's like self-care, self-love, get yourself time, mom. And moms can never find the time. Right. They just Or they just don't find the time. But here you are now almost forced to find the time mm-hmm. or forced to have this time. Mm-hmm. I know. you... I jumped did, right in. I did. I really did. I I went all in. And I think, and it's just my personality type. I don't do anything like, you know, at 80%. Like if I'm doing something, it's like 150 or like I'm not doing it at all kind of thing. So when this whole thing came out, I just thought, okay, I have a choice. And my choice was to like sit in my sorrow and be miserable or take it as an opportunity to live a life that I've always wanted to live and so I I really saw it as an opportunity like I just thought here's an opportunity for me to really live the life that I wanted to live because he held me back from a lot because he's not just not a motivated type of person and he's the type of guy that can do the same thing every single day and be completely content Mm. and I am not like that at all Mm -hmm. like I'm just now kind of have kind of have a little routine in my life but you know um and so for me it was just great because I one I knew my kids were going to be safe right because they're with their dad and two I knew that we couldn't all like actually hang out together because I just I wasn't there yet and so it was like great so I have you know I know that Monday Wednesday Friday um in the evenings I have four hours and then Saturday I have pretty much all day so, which I usually worked, but then in the evenings I would um, go out and I thought, great, like my schedule's already mapped out for me. I have these set days and hours that I can dedicate to myself. Like, why wouldn't I do that? So I connected with, and I think also sharing my story, I connected with other women that were going through the same thing or mm. had been, you know, had gone through similar situations. And it was just nice and refreshing to know, hey, you're not alone. Right. Yeah. There's so many people go, that go through this and cheating is actually a huge reason why people divorce is just nobody talks about it. Yeah. So the two, 300 messages that I received, a lot of that was, well, I was too ashamed to admit 
that the reason we divorced was because he cheated or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Um, or people that are still in marriages mm. where the other, that, there was a lot, there was a lot of that where they didn't have the courage to leave. Um, and what, what I found really interesting is my story helped those people realize like, you know, it wasn't my fault. I'm not like to blank. So, cause all people blame themselves and then they stay in this situation because they somehow think it's their fault, yeah. but it's like, it's not your fault. Like I know, I know the things that I did wrong in my marriage. Like now it's like clear as day, mm-hmm. but um, I also know that nobody deserves no what he did. So mm-hmm. it's like, but there's so many, and I'm, I want to say women because mostly it was women that I spoke to, but there's so many women that feel so much shame about it. And they feel like it's just like a normal part of society for men to cheat that they just kind of stay in those situations and always wonder, I don't know, he could be cheating now, but I'm not sure. Yeah. It's like, that's no. Well, and it's kind of like what our whole like brain has been molded into. Right. It's like, if you're the pretty princess, then, and you're perfect and you cook and you provide and you do all these things and that won't happen. And so I think when it does, I'm sure there's a lot of, that like self-reflection of mm-hmm. like, okay, well, where didn't I show up then? Yeah. Like, why did this happen? Yeah. And I tell you the motivation for me to go public with it wasn't really um, me wanting to go public with it. What it was, was about three, four days into what I was going through, rumors came back to me that he was saying that I cheated and that I wasn't cooking and cleaning enough and I wasn't supportive enough. Oh yeah, it was good. It was really good. And so I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Facebook Live sounds just about right right now. So I, I just went and I think, I mean, I didn't bash him or anything. I think I was just very like, here's the facts. Here's what's happening. Like, I just didn't want anybody getting anything twisted. And the f- most like messed up part about it is like now having looked, you know, at the whole picture, I realize it's just all of his insecurities that really pushed him to, to do that. Because yeah. like I said, he's very like, same job, same place. Like, I mean, he would have been doing the same thing had I not like kind of pushed him out of his comfort zone a little bit. Um, cause he works for my mom now. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> oh gosh. That has to add. He's, add he's worked, interesting... he's been working with my mom since last year. So that, that adds an in- interesting layer to, Oh wow. To the, yeah. And, and, and my friend that he had slept with, he slept with her in his car at my mom's work. So it's like a whole, I know it's so weird. It is so weird. And he still works there, which blows my mind. Like I would be like, get the hell out of there. Right. Like the second I was like, nope, I'm not seeing my ex. Like, and you, my mom's a tough cookie. So yeah, like, just she's the way mama she, bear. Oh yeah. Just the way she looks at you. You're like, no, nah, no, I'm good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you oh, would man. just turn around and just, yeah. So it seems like everything is so intertwined then. I mean, obviously yes. he's your He's the yes. father of your kids, so he'll always be there. Mm-hmm. But then he works with your mom, and then there's all these yes. people that you... So how do you so not the, let that suffocate you? The realization that this person is always going to be there is so painful. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that was the hardest thing that I had to deal with, was just realizing, because I'm like a, I'm a cutthroat kind of person. You do me wrong, we're done. Like there's, there's no going back with it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just not that type of personality. So then to have to be understanding and nice and like work things through and also like, you know, build a parenting plan and go through the divorce paperwork and all of that. And like working on things together after something like this was mind boggling, um, which I just chose to do really fast. 
Yeah. Like really fast. My divorce was finalized in four months. I was like, let's just do this real fast. So, and in the state of Washington, they don't even consider it for the first 90 days. Right. You have to wait. Mm -hmm. It's such BS, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, it just like, it consumes you when you really start to think about those little details. Like it really does. It messes with your head because you're, you're trying what the thing that you're always like concerned about is you're going to be alone with two children. Who's going to want me? Who's going to, you know, want to be in this situation knowing that this person's always going to be around, you know, like who's going to, I mean, in my situation right now, it's like, who's going to want somebody whose ex-husband sleeps on their couch every weekend? You know, it's like, he's here all the time we see each other all the time so it's like what man is going to be confident enough to be able to be in the situation who's going to trust enough to to do that and um how is that going to look so it's it's definitely those things are definitely i would say the things that kind of keep you up at night Mm -hmm. like i definitely didn't sleep very much the first couple months and um i coming from a family where all everybody was together forever, you know, mm-hmm. um, I didn't know, I don't know what divorce looks like in any shape or form other than like my friends that, yeah. you know, I've had in the past. But other than that, I don't, I don't have any idea. So to me, I felt like a failure. I felt like I let my whole family down. Mm. So you do a lot of that, even though it's nothing you did, right. It's like totally out of your control. Um, yeah. but even my decision was hard um, for like a split second for me, just because of that. Like I, you know, I thought, yeah. and I couldn't tell my mom. <laughs> I yeah. couldn't. I um, my, I called my sister, and I was like, I need you to tell her because I just can't. That you, you know, were getting a divorce. That just what the had whole happened. situation. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, luckily, I mean, and I, I'm not surprised by my mom's reaction. I mean, she's a badass, so I knew she would, you know, support me 150. percent But she had a really hard time even believing it. Mm. you know she for the first like month was like are you sure are you sure you know um do you have proof and I'm like mom he admitted it you know like yeah and she just she felt so fooled I mean everybody did because again he's a really nice guy everybody will say that he's such a nice guy um you you would never picture something like that from him blah 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 and at the end of the day it's like no those are the guys you really got to look out for (laughs) (laughs) you know because you're like yeah you're nice but like what's really going on this man ate sushi with me for seven years and then i found out in january that he hates it who does that (laughs) that is really weird you know i feel like we could go really deep on that like Like, that's just like one example of like yeah like that's there's something going on you know what i mean um so Mm. it is i mean it is what it is i've just accepted it and honestly I'm just so happy now because I feel like I overcame a lot and I learned a lot about myself because I did not handle the situation I th- that the way I thought I would at all. I, yeah. I really, and the people that know me well, um, <laughs> you know, checked in a lot cause they knew kind of where mentally I could go yeah. and, um, and were surprised that, that I was handling it so well. And, you know, my best friend was even like, I think that you're suppressing and you're going to just like explode one day. And, you know, um, and she was a bit worried about that, but I think I just chose to not let some asshole, you know, ruin my whole life. And I read the quote that said, um, Oh gosh, I'm going to probably butcher it, but pretty much it was don't allow life experiences to change who you are. Um, and that was, that was already kind of happening to me just because I, like close my heart off pretty quickly. 
you know, that was pretty instant. Like I was like, oh, well, nobody's, nobody's getting to that. Right. I was always saying, oh, I'm going to be single for at least a couple of years and work on me and blah, 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 yeah. blah. Um, we're so good at making plans. We're so good. At- <laughs> That's <laughs> like what we're like. It's so funny that you said that because I agree. Like the second mm-hmm. something happens, we're like 10 years ahead. Mm-hmm. We're like, so here's what the next 10 mm-hmm. years look like. And what's so interesting is in that moment when you're doing that, your whole plan that you just had just got shattered. Right. So it's like, didn't you just learn your lesson that that planning stuff really doesn't work? Yeah. Like you can have an idea of what the next 10 years might Or a like. goal or, or a yeah. dream or. Yeah. yeah. But there's no, no but planning. Don't like. It push yourself to be mm-hmm. staying on this timeline and you have to do this yeah. and this and this because then life happens. Yep. And the timeline thing is really what gets, I think a lot of people and I think what the people's opinion of your timeline mm. really gets, you know, to you because you're wondering, well, what are they going to think? You know, if I'm posting pictures and I'm out every weekend, right? Cause I have every Saturday night, like yeah. what am I going to do? I'm yeah. 32. I'm like, Still You're single, you know, like, this. let's do it. But then I, I would, you know, I would post a picture and be like, oh, I wonder if people think, oh, when is she spending time with her kids? Or, you know, what does that mm. look like? So you, you get, you know, you kind of get hard on yourself, I guess, about enjoying life because you're worried about what everybody else is going to think. But it's like, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because no. you need that time and you need that moment to just, take for yourself because I was a stay-at-home mom for six years that worked two jobs and was a stay-at-home mom the entire time like yeah. from the minute my kids were out um so to feel guilty to have you know every other evening and a Saturday night to myself is absolutely absurd you know yeah. it's like I dedicated my whole life to these kids everything that I Every move that I made was based on what was best for them. So for anybody to judge me on what I'm doing, yeah. like, no, it's yeah. not going to happen. Well, it is something you have to keep reminding yourself of. Because I just think Constant. that's like naturally in our, mm-hmm. you know, single, not divorced, not mom, not like, it doesn't matter. You post something, you have an opinion, you whatever. You're going to like wonder how people are interpreting that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to butcher this next quote, but somebody <laughs> does say it. And I don't even know who says it. A lot of people say this. <laughs> Everyone says it. Um, it talks about how like you care more about like what people think about you than people think, think about, about you. you. Absolutely. And so, but it's also, I say that right now and legit, I could go make an Instagram video to like post on my story and I'll make it four times. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, I don't like that one. I'm going to redo it. Or why did I say that? So yeah. I just think it's like a constant thing we have to keep reminding ourselves. Yeah. No and, matter what situation. And I in. think as a, as a wife and as a mom, especially you, that like everybody's got an opinion on everything nowadays mm. and everybody loves sharing their opinion, not to your face. Oh, sure. But you know, social media makes it really easy for everybody to share their opinion. Um, Cause I've had one-on-one conversations with people that I'm like, yeah, you're really different <laughs> yeah. in person, you know, <laughs> not as ballsy are you? Um, because I'm really straightforward about things and it's interesting when, when I catch people that are really ballsy online and mm. they're not like that in, in real life. Um, so it just, to me, I just think anybody that takes the time to shame anybody for the, what they're doing in their life is completely outrageous. Cause nobody knows, you know, not only this situation, but nobody knows my history in general of everything that I've been through. So it's like, you can't judge me. Right. Um, and you know, for me, my biggest, biggest priority is that my kids are healthy, happy, safe. And then from there, I'm 
I'm right there, you know, like same goes for myself. And I think my happiness is very important because at the end of the day, if I'm not happy, they're not going to be happy. Like their quality of life can't be positive there with somebody that's miserable, you know? So I, once I kind of realized that part, like, you know what, your happiness really matters. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, It really, it really helped. And I, I got some great support and uh, that I think, if you see somebody or, or hear their story, like share your story, you know, like, I mm-hmm. think it really does. That really made me feel like I wasn't alone in this situation. And this kind of thing happens, unfortunately, a lot. And yeah. it's like, I wish we would all just kind of talk about it. And I also think it would happen less if it mm-hmm. wasn't so secretive. Yeah. Um, because it's like cheating is such a, you know, secretive thing that nobody talks about. So it's like, as a cheater, you're probably like, oh, I'll get away with this because nobody's going to tell. And he was specifically, you know, I don't want to say like the word targeting, but I guess kind of um, stay-at-home moms. Like that was kind of like the people that he was doing these things with were all stay-at-home moms. So he is, his theory was like, well, they weren't going to talk. You know, they've got too much to lose. Right? I know. Wow. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. But that just kind of shows you how secretive the stuff can get and how yeah. people think they can just get away with all of it. So I'm just happy that at the end of it all now I'm like really enjoying life. And, um, my, I did take a trip to Europe, um, with just, you know, my girlfriends and spent 10 days, which honestly that talk about mom guilt. Holy cow. Did you have mom guilt on that trip? Well, it wasn't on the trip more so like leading up to the trip. Okay. Like that that week before, I mean, it was months before, but like that week before was really intense. The couple of days prior, I mean, I was just a mess. Um, cause I, I've never been away from them for 10 days, you know, like I didn't even know what that was going to feel like and what it was going to be like. And, um, and my ex was good enough to, you know, take, he took the week off so he could be with them. And, um, which was nice because he said like, well, you know, Mason's out of school. So it'd be great for all of us just to, you know, hang out during the summer and he wanted to take them camping and stuff. So it like all worked out really great. But uh, I I was so hard. And I hated being so hard on myself because it was one of those things that was on top of my bucket list was good to go to, I'm European, I, I'm Yugoslavian. So for me, going back home has always been a difficult thought, but I've always wanted to go to Paris and I mm-hmm. Italy was always on my bucket list. I was like, you know what, this is an opportunity to kind of check all those boxes. And when I got there, all that mom guilt went away because mm. I had a really eye-opening experience in the sense that like I just really understood myself even more just being around European people and like walking down this like in Italy walking down the street I could just see my parents' faces everywhere mm. or like in just the mannerisms and the way people talked and like you know Yugoslavians are very like I would say we're pretty pretty interesting of it we talk with our hands and like just very italian way mm-hmm. i guess yeah um so it was just so for me it was just so powerful to feel so stripped down and for the first time really just accept all my twerks because i've always like kind of felt out of place here and never understood why and then when i got there and i just felt like i was in that perfect spot I feel like that puzzle piece that just made sense and I was like oh that's why I do these things you know yeah. like it just all of a sudden felt so normal <laughs> and I felt so good about myself and uh, I was so light and free um and it was just like this is exactly the kind of person my kids need to be around you know yeah. and it also just not that but it also embraced me to be who I really am you know who I truly truly am 
um, and really reconsider the things that I really want for myself and them um, and take that time to really like understand it, accept it, and then kind of figure out a game plan. (laughs) Yeah. There's that word again. The plan. The plan. plan. It's always Well, you know, it's a, it's a plan for now. For now. Yeah. For now. It's a dream. It's a path. It's all those things. Yeah, because I think being <clears throat> in a situation like that where you are, you use the word so stripped, and, and I think like where you are just kind of forcefully removed from what you imagined today would be like, right? Mm-hmm. Like this day, right. October 16th, like that's not the day this is going to air, but <laughs> it's going to confuse people. It's, okay. it's not October 16th. <laughs> if you're listening to this, people are like, what? It's Halloween still? Um like, it's not what you imagined this day was going to mm-hmm. look like. So here you are now forcefully removed. <clears throat> you have to find that again. Like, you have right. to find what that does look like. Because motherhood right. does change us. And it does Absolutely. totally consume us. Mm-hmm. And being a wife totally consumes you. Yep. And and that can be really great. And that can also be really hard when that's gone. Right. Yeah, I think for me, I dedicated so much of myself to being a mother and a wife that I did lose a lot of myself mm-hmm. um, in many ways. I mean, so many ways. And um, I think for me, one thing that was really, oh, this is going to sound so funny. Um, but one thing that was really weird for me is like, I really lost myself like sexually and sure. like physically, you know, like I just, I didn't even know who, like whose body I was in or what where I was at, you know, I didn't yeah. feel confident. There was like a part of me that was just kind of like, where do I go from here? Yeah. You know, um, like, can I even have sex with a man after, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're being with one person for, sure. for 10 years. You're like, what does that look like? There's all these things that, I mean, those are just, you know, an example of like one thing that was really intimidating and you go through all these little, you know, things that you start facing of like, oh my gosh, kissing someone else, like a simple little thing like that. You're like, do I even know how to do that anymore? Like, <laughs> You know, like you literally just kind of freeze up and you, um, I mean, I'm doing just fine now, but (laughs) (laughs) get it girl. Um, but you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things where you're like, um, you start to really dissect all those little things about yourself, like wanting to do new things or, you know, I, I danced a lot. Um, I did dance, um, when I was pregnant with Mia, which kind of helped me, you know, with my pregnancy and stuff, but, um, and I've always taken a class here or there, but just like focusing on those little things that you like to do. Like I love to paint. So I made a painting nook, um, in my bedroom. I, um, I did, I rearranged the whole house, by the way. Mm. I will tell you that I didn't, was I should have like a cleansing thing for you. Um, you know, I, it was, and it was a necessary, like, I just didn't feel comfortable in here. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, that was like the, that first week, that's all I did was I just kept rearranging everything. And, um, I will tell you, my room right now looks like a teenager, teenager's bedroom. Cause it's like set up, um, for one, cause I have it pushed up in the corner and I have one bedside table, but coming into a bedroom with two bedside tables every night mm. was killer. Like it was the, I just, I slept on the couch. I was like, I can't even sleep up there. Mm. Um, and so the minute, like I kind of turned it around, pushed everything up. I like got rid of all the sheets and everything, got my fresh sheets and all that. Um, it really changed everything for me, but that was, that was necessary. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I would have stayed in this house yeah. as it was. Cause it was. Yeah. Oof. And did you do painting or anything or are you? Um, no, cause we had just done that. Um, I thought this was new. I love this color. No, I've had the blue. Oh, I love that. Turquoise. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we did the gray. 
Um, and like I put in the fireplace and um, just like little touches, but I really don't want to stay here. Like this, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I really want to get out of this place. Um, and so I don't want to put in too much into it. I just wanted, to, I just needed to feel different. So I like yeah. got new pillows and like, you know, shifted a few things and, you know, got the rug and, you know, just little yeah. things. Yeah. So Your own stuff. Just to make it feel better. Um, and that I think is really important is being in a space that helps you feel light and bright and that you enjoy being in instead of, you know, having to feel toxic and, um, well, and just having it feel like yours, you know, right. like I always look at, um, those like now that the viaduct is down in Seattle, Oh, so weird. I know it's so weird, <laughs> but I look at all those condos and stuff. Right. And I think in my mind, if I was 22 and for some reason found myself with millions of dollars, cause that'd be the <laughs> only way I could live in one of those condos, but let's not play that into the factor. <laughs> so if I was 22 and I was single and I wasn't a mom, this is what my apartment would look like. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other day I said it out loud and I was like, I don't, I'm not, a, I don't want to be a bad mom. Like, I'm just saying like, that's how I would do that. And my right. husband was like, you're not a bad mom. Like people think like, that's of fine. Course. And I was like, oh, okay. But I think yeah. sometimes because we think about those things, it makes us think like a bad mom. Yeah. Anyway, so now here it's you that are. Mom guilt. That mom, mom guilt, guilt is sucks. terrible. I it's know. terrible. You know, I, um, one of the things, so, you know, when you think divorce, like everybody has this cookie cutter thing of how divorce is supposed to look like. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, obviously mine, everything about mine has been a little different, I guess. Um, but you know, I posted on uh, a mom's group of just, Hey, you know, I'm curious what other family dynamics look like other than two homes, you know, going back and forth 50% or whatever, you know, like what, what else, what are other options? And there was, um, there was a mom that posted where she actually removed herself from the house and she has a condo of her own. And then she just comes in every other day, just like my ex does. Um, and then she spends, she stays there for the weekend essentially. Um, and so she has like a one bedroom apartment to herself and they've been doing that for eight years. So yeah, I mean, I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, um, she still has her own space, but then she can kind of, you know, come and go as she wishes. I mean, I know at some point it's not really on, completely fair to the other partner but if you're both making you know those decisions and sacrifices and one couple actually they had um they had one home um but they split it so I think he lived downstairs she lived upstairs and then the kids yeah and I thought like that wouldn't work for me because that's too close for comfort but it's like interesting right there's other ways of going about it other than you know splitting 100% of the way and like just shuttling the kids back and forth. Um, I really, I don't want to do that, but now that I'm dating, it's like, it is a little weird, you know, it's, it's, and luckily the person that I'm dating now is very understanding because he's dated, um, a, a divorce or, you know, somebody with kids in a baby daddy situation. So it's like, you know, you just understand yeah. it better. Yeah. Um, and you, you take it for what it is. And I think it is even for him, it's hard to know that, Hey, you know we do have a healthy parenting, co-parenting relationship. Yeah, right? it is healthy. It's healthy. And it's, it, we're, we're communicating and, you know, he comes and he cooks and he cleans and he like picks up in here and he cleans the kids' room and, you know, he puts in his effort when he's here. So yeah. um, I know that that's not like the typical thing that people see. So I don't expect everybody to understand it, but it's like for right now it's what's working and it's, 
I feel like it's easier to transition my kids into potentially living with their dad in a different space just mm-hmm. because he's not here all the time. So there's already this idea that dad lives elsewhere. And um, they also know that right now that that's not an option because he lives with his brother and his family and stuff. So it's yeah. not like, you know, there's space for them. Um, but I think once we do decide to do that, I don't know if the kids will even want to actually live there part time or if they're going to want to stay here and then kind of go as they yeah. wish. But I think we both agreed that it's going to be up to them. Yeah. I think that's what's really important about your story is that although it comes from a place of, <clears throat> excuse me, a place of like difficultness. Is that the word I'm looking for? <laughs> this is what I was just talking about before this hardship. interview started. <laughs> a hardship. Thank you. Remember before I was like, I yeah. say these like dumb words and I'm like, what did I just say? What was I trying to I go make for? up words all the time. It's I cool. make them up. Um, <laughs> It's cool that you guys have decided that the kids are first. Yeah. And although what he did was obviously very hurtful for you, and when you talk about that, you can tell that that was hurtful for you, but it's clear that you know he's a really good dad. Yeah. And I think that that's cool. Yeah. I I think it's important. And I told him, you know, I I do have boundaries with him, so I've expressed those very clearly. Um, and, And the hard boundary with the kids is you fuck up once and you're done. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. Like if you, I don't care what it is, mm-hmm. the second that you start messing, cause I'm the type of person that I'm like, you're either here or you're not, you can't do this in and out back and forth, random, not really being there, but yeah. being there kind yeah. of dad, like that's not fair to anybody. And I, I feel like that hurts kids more, right. When somebody makes random time for you, than just being like, you know what, this person's just not healthy for you. Let's, right. once they get to a place where they are, then we can figure things out. So I feel like, I, and I, I forced him to go into counseling <laughs> and in order to be around them um, at the very beginning, because I, and I did it because he had like a panic attack at work and stuff during this whole thing mm. and was saying interesting things. So I was like, you know what, I think mentally you're not doing well. So in order yeah. to like be alone with them, I need you <laughs> to, um, to take some time and, and see a counselor. And I actually went to his counselor appointment with him. Oh, um, you did? About a month in, yeah. Um, mm. Because I knew he was lying and I knew it wasn't putting in the mm. work. And so um, when I when I went in, the counselor was like, I don't even know why you're here. And I was like, you know what? I just wanted to tell you my truth because I think it's important because I don't think he's going to tell you that part. And so, and he didn't share the details. You know, he, he shared like, oh, he... He cheated on his wife. That was what he shared. Yeah. But I felt like the details were so important of like how many women that one of them was a really close friend of mine. When, how, you know, like all the manipulation that we did counseling last year that he lied during counseling for so long, yeah. all of those things. Um, and I told him, I said, you know, if you really want to get better, you have to be honest with yourself and like the person that you're working with or you're never going to get, you know, into a healthy space. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I'm glad I did it because I, I just felt like I did what I needed to do for my kids to give him the tools to get, to be the best parent that he can for them. Yeah. And if he chooses not to put in the work and he chooses to, you know, screw that relationship up, that's on him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's all I really cared about. Yeah. Well, I think that that's great. I think it's clear that you've done ample amount of things <laughs> for him and for your kids. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and you mentioned now that you're dating. I am. Yes, which I love. <laughs> I am. And you know what's interesting? 
<laughs> when I was in Europe, um, you know, I had this like, oh, I love this. I'm so free. I'm so happy with myself. I'm, I'm so content with being single. Um, there was just this moment of like, I like being alone, you mm-hmm. know, like, it, and I'm, I've been in a relationship since I was 14. Like literally I've had three, I've had my high school sweetheart, college sweetheart, and then my husband and maybe like three months in between each if that um and so I've literally always been in a long-term relationship so it was really hard for me you know Mm -hmm. when I was in Europe it was already like six months that I had been since everything had happened so I was just like man I thought by six months I would have had like anxiety and freaking out about being single but I had this like freedom that Mm -hmm. I just loved I loved who I was I loved what I learned about myself I love who I kind of like started being and like I've been a tough cookie my whole life. Mm -hmm. Like I've had that superwoman, like don't mess with me vibe all my life. I don't let people in really easy. I don't trust easy. Like there's all these things. And I just started stripping all that away. Like Mm -hmm. I just kind of was like, you know what? Like you win. Here's my, my whatever armor, you know, like let's just strip it all and let's just just be me and just like not care about what other people are going to think about my emotions and, and, you know, being weak and Mm -hmm. letting myself just whatever be be vulnerable I guess and so I had this like oh okay you know this is great and my now boyfriend um which is so funny 32 year old two kids with a boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) um but he he messaged me on Instagram while I was in Italy and he works night shifts so it just kind of worked out because it was daytime there nighttime here and we you know chit-chatted and he had been asking me to go on a date for probably two months at that point and um I kept kind of, you know, oh, maybe uh, whatever, you know, just kind of yeah. blowing him off because he, we have way too many mutual friends. And I just like the idea of just not mixing the two worlds. You know, I just wanted yeah. to like date someone that nobody knew and whatever. And well, I was in Italy. I'm like happy go lucky, just feeling amazing. And I was like, sure, you know, like why not? <laughs> when I get back, we'll go out. And um, yeah, and we went on our first date and <laughs> our first date was hilarious because he brought two friends along. Um, so it was me, him and two of his, um, well, one of his friends and then his friend brought a friend. Um, so it was hilarious. And I, you know, I told him just jokingly through messages, I said something like, well, we, we might need some supervision because we both, we're really reckless in the way we like talk smack to each other. Um, and we're just really silly. So he thought he was like, oh, you thought I was joking. So he actually invited Oh my gosh, that is funny. And, um, and I, at the date, it was really fun, and then his friends left, and it was just him and I, and we talked for a while, and I just felt like I met my best friend. Like, mm-hmm. I really did. I was like, man, this guy's so fun. Like, this is great. Like, what a great friend. Like, literally, my mind was. But I kept thinking, like, yeah, he'd be great in maybe, like, five years. Like, to me, he, like, felt a little immature, and, like, he's just really funny and, like, very lighthearted um, and inappropriate he's well we we both are like we our (laughs) sense of humor is so inappropriate but um it just it works really great um and so when I left the first date I really was like wow like I know this person's going to be in my life like I found a really great friend and the second date um was kind of random like he said what are we eating tonight and I was like well I can be ready you know in five minutes and like let's go grab something and we did and um, and that was when I was like, this is really interesting. Cause he spent like that f- whole week kind of making me feel like important. And he would text me and he would show up and he'd come and have coffee with me and, you know, just do all these things that I felt like were very 
um, mature of him as a man and like the things that he would talk about and stuff and open up about. And so I thought, all right, you know, this is, this is getting interesting. Like I really like this guy. And, um, that Friday I went and cooked dinner at his house and we, you know, had like plans to play games and watch TV and just like get to know each other. And it was like instant. I mean, it was like the weirdest like connection ever. And it was weird. It's like a movie. It was. It was like a movie. (laughs) It was. It was totally like that moment of like the world kind of just slows down. Yeah. And like time just doesn't matter. Like I didn't even know what my phone was the whole time. Like I just wanted to enjoy his time and his presence. And um, and to me it was wild because he's like 6'4". So he's like really tall and like super buff and like just a really cute guy. It is like a movie. (laughs) You know, I'm like, who are you? But then not only that, like, he doesn't have kids of his own, but he has seven nieces and nephews that he pretty much has raised. So he, like, has so much experience with kids. He's very comfortable with dating someone with kids because he's done it in the past. And so it's just like, where did you come from? Like, who yeah. are you? You know, like, and he's so, he would hate to hear this, but he's so loving and caring and mm. so thoughtful. And I've never dated anybody or been with anybody that just does things right like there's a lot of people that talk about doing things Mm -hmm. but he almost like his words don't match his actions in the sense that he actually just does it you know like he'll talk smack and say he won't do it but then he's actually going Mm. to do it you know and it's so interesting being with someone that's actually like motivated and like puts in the work and just you don't even have to ask almost it just kind of happens so that's been lovely and very different from my past it's just terrifying (laughs) Yeah, it, I mean, it's terrifying. I can imagine there's mm-hmm. a lot of fear with that. Yeah, but he he legitimately was just like, like I got you. Like, mm. don't worry, um, enjoy this moment. I though. know, See, I am, I am. Your year has been <laughs> enough already. Oh, it's time for your heart to have this moment, some compassion and some love. Because here's the thing: like, I know <clears throat> my parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. And it's a, I won't bore anybody with the details, but they co-mingle just fine. We do holidays together. My stepmom is amazing. Like everything's kosher in that house. And as a kid, I don't ever remember specifically being like, oh, I wish my parents would be together. Just because my stepmom has always been in the picture Mm -hmm. and my mom and my dad are just kind of like two separate beings to me. Um, They got divorced when I was very young. But... As an adult, what I can appreciate is that they also focused on themselves. Right. Like, I would never want my parents to stay together for the sake of me and be super unhappy. Absolutely. And I would never want my parents to be separated and be super unhappy to save me. And I almost feel like that's a detriment that a lot of parents do. Like I hear so much, like people stay together because it's better for their kids. And then they teach their kids what an unhealthy relationship looks like. Or parents get divorced and then they're so guarded because they can't hurt their kids and they're too afraid. When like, this is just life. Right. And I promise you, your kids are, can handle all of it. Right. And if you put them first, it, it will work out. 
But like right. you have to be happy too, right? Like you have to feel that joy. You're a human still. Just because mm-hmm. you're a mom doesn't mean that you have to like strip away from every feeling, emotion, the fact that you're a human being. Right. <laughs> the fact that like you should go out and dance and meet a guy and do whatever you want. You're freaking single. Like right. that's that's life. Yep. And it shouldn't be different if you have kids or if you don't have kids. Absolutely. It should be the same. You're a human being being. I, I know. And, you know, going into it, you have all this like, well, if I was, I wouldn't, you know. Um, I always used to think like I would never want that person to meet my kids, mm-hmm. which now to me it sounds absolutely ridiculous because what I'm realizing is whoever is dating me is also dating my children. Yeah. So as much as my din- dynamic with him matters – his dynamic with the kids also matters because, you know, if we're going to be in a relationship, like just think about the amount of time that it takes to be in a relationship. Yeah. And if you want to have someone be part of your life, then you can't exclude them from like the biggest part of your life. Right. You know, and I, I didn't think that I'd want anybody to meet my children because I had dated, you know, other people in the past, um, you know, in between or what, nothing serious, but just like dates here and there. And Definitely, I never had a feeling of like, oh, I'd want you to meet my children. But with this current situation, it was like, I have to see what you're like with my kids. Like, I want to know if my kids will like you because I'm so like overjoyed and happy to be around you that I only can hope that my kids feel the same way. Because if if I brought him around and my kids were like, yeah, what? No, (laughs) you know what's going on here? And we couldn't make that relationship work and it they couldn't get along. Like, I feel like that would be a deal breaker for me unfortunately you know what I mean I think Mm -hmm. it would be and so for me to what wait six months or whatever I mean but again it's like whose timeline are you going who wrote the book on like how you're supposed to handle this situation I know I know and you know I introduced him as my friend and my kids meet a lot of my friends and I think it was just important to see him around them and see um how they see him and it's to me it's been interesting because I can my kids are different with him and I don't know why, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. maybe they see how I am with him or the, maybe they feel whatever it is that's going on with us. So they just like feel closer to him, but they're very, very comfortable around him. My daughter is so comfortable. She asks to call him all the time, which I find so interesting because she doesn't ask to call anybody other than like her, her dad and grandma. So like, those are like the two people mm-hmm. that she always calls. And so every morning, you know, she's like, can we call him? And it's just, it's weird because I, I haven't, you know, it's not like we're holding hands and hugging and kissing or anything like sure. that in front of them. Like we're very much like friend level when they're around and we're just, you know, together, um, you know, hanging out and he's usually just playing with them anyway. So it's like, I mean, why deprive myself of that like idea of, hey, will this actually work? And for us, this feeling is so intense that we both kind of talked about a lot of you know things that we could see for each other together. Um, and I feel like it's, you know, my kids are going to be a big part of that. And I feel like their comfort matters to me. And I think his comfort with them matters to me. And my comfort with him being able to be a positive human being in their life is really mm-hmm. important to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have to see it in order yeah. to continue a relationship with someone. Um, I get why people don't introduce, you know, any, just anybody and everybody to their children, right? Sure. Like there's got to be some boundaries, but um, I don't know. I, I, I was a little worried about people being judgy about that. I, you know, is it too soon? Because we've only been dating for like a month. Um, it hasn't even been. But it's like, I've, 
this is not like a normal feeling for me. Sure. <laughs> There's like nothing normal about this. It's like beyond anything mm. I've really experienced. And so it's like. And why deprive your kids of seeing you that no. happy? Exactly. I mean, look, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm coming from like the wisdom book of wisdom here. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> the best thing that I think you can do is just, oh, hi, are you coming to the mic? <laughs> There's a doggy coming to the mic now. Um <laughs> The best thing that you can do is just do you. Yeah. And like, if your heart tells you it feels good, then cool. And if it doesn't, then don't do it. Yeah. I think that's the best thing about what you said at the beginning, actually. You talked about when you first had your son six years ago, how there was kind of like you had to go with how you felt mm -hmm. about things because there wasn't so much social media and community groups and moms giving advice and all this stuff. And I think that that's great about what you're doing now is like, just go, you know, right. humans have an instinct in them. Moms Absolutely. have it even harder, even stronger. So it's like, just do what you got to do. Yeah. I think that's, that's been the biggest thing for me just as a human in general. Like I, I really try to shut out everything so that I can just really feel every moment and just like really get deep into like, what do I actually feel about this? Right. Yeah. Removing everybody's opinions out outside of it. And you know what? I'm living my best life right now and yeah. I want my kids to be part of it. And I also think it's important for both of them just to be like, you know what? Mom got through this situation yeah. in the best way possible. And there is, there is good in all of this, right? There's right. like always something at the end of the rainbow. Oops. But that's my, it's <laughs> my European side coming out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a weird year for me, um, mm -hmm. but I'm just like, you know, just enjoy it and yeah. just take take all the punches and it's going to be just fine. I, I'm not too worried about any of it. I think overall everybody's going to be doing just fine. The kids are going to grow up and hopefully, I mean, my biggest hope honestly is for my ex to find a really healthy relationship because um, I think he really needs that and um, I think he would be a much better person um, having like somebody that he like he really, companionship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he really, you know, loves and cares about. And, um, I think we all do better when we have a partner. So yeah, that's my only hope is I hope that he finds the same thing and we can all do holidays and Christmases and whatever it is that we're doing together, um, as a blended family. Cause I think that's really, you know, just one extra person that could be a positive influence in the kids' lives. And yeah, I think that's kind of cool. So We'll see. Yeah. To be continued. <laughs> On the next episode of the Mama Stories <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll be heartbroken next time. No, like a, stop. Hey, you know? You don't know. You're here's right. The, here's the thing, though. Is but see, I'm the one watching the movie, I and know. I'm like, don't. I know. And I, don't you know, give me a bad ending. I, I just, I will say, like, going into it as soon, for for most people, it's probably sooner than, than they would think that they would get into it. For me, it's actually like, I'm impressed that I've been single for six, seven months. Um, <laughs> just because I'm, I'm just a creature that loves having mm -hmm. a man. I love having a man. I don't need a man, but I love having a man. Yeah. That's always been me. Um, so it's good that I had the time that I did. <laughs> um, but for me, I think for letting yourself feel and accept that you are deserving of love and that just because something like this happens to you doesn't mean that you your love train has gone past you mm -hmm. and you're you know that phase of your life is done or whatever yeah. you know like I get that feeling but 
it's like you have to move past it and you also can't punish the person that you're with going forward for somebody else's mistakes. Yeah. And so um, that's my biggest thing now is like I'm overly cautious of like making sure that I am not taking my baggage and bringing it into into my current situation because I don't think that's fair. And I mean, obviously my situation was a bit extreme, so it's like I can't expect men in general to be doing that kind of thing. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, so but it's I, also like that's a trust thing that you're right. going to have to build and continue to build. So I totally yeah. get that. But I feel like it's more trusting myself than trusting the other person mm. because at the end of the day, we all got to trust each other until we give each other the reasons not to, yeah. you know, I think going into it, not trusting someone is like, why are you going in it at all? It's like drinking if, decaf yeah. coffee. Why are you doing <laughs> why it? Why are you doing it? Well, like for me, it just makes no sense. It's like, if you already are not trusting the person, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Right. So that, and that's the thing with, with my current situation, he totally called me out on all my bullshit. He's like, you don't want to be single. This is not who you are. Like you, you are a hopeless romantic. Like you want to be with somebody. And I was like, no, I don't. You don't know me. And then I went <laughs> home. Like, and yes, like, I do. Damn it. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, and I, I look at him and I, he has given me no reason not to trust him. And we've had really open communication. And I've told him like, you know, if you're uncomfortable with things, if I'm uncomfortable, like, we, let's just talk about it and figure it out. And, and I also, I have a, like, as I'm getting older, I'm just more like fluid about the whole thing anyways. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not as like, uh, I don't know. I'm not as intense about people talking to other people or like having interactions with opposite sex or whatever. Like, I yeah. just feel like it's kind of healthy and like, you should have, you know, friends that are girls. And, you know, I know a lot of people that are like uncomfortable with their husbands having friends that are girls or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've taken the conscious of like let's just talk about it like I want to know who you know I want to you know know what your dynamic with people are so that I'm not worried or there's like lack of trust and you know so far the communication has worked really well and I mean hell it's still we're still honeymooning and enjoying every yes. second of it so like once, enjoy that but we and I've seen his his uh you know we've I've I've poked the bear a bit and like seen his his um annoyed side which yeah. I love it because I just I I liked him meet someone and like feel like I know them right I don't yeah. want to meet somebody and have them pretend like they're this person um so it's been really honest and raw and that definitely is like exactly what I needed after the situation I just needed someone that was like oh okay I know who you are like yeah. I don't have to guess who you are right um and I like that because I can't I can't be with passive aggressive like just mm. yeah Oh, I hear you, girl. I need a straight shooter. And he is. Oh, my God. He's, (laughs) he's, I just, I I needed like a man, man, you know, like someone that can be like, chill out. Yeah. (laughs) You're, you're, you're talking out of your ass. Calm down. Um, because I, I, I need someone that grounds me a bit because I can't kind of let myself go lost in the clouds a little bit. So (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's all good. Yeah. Well, I am so happy for you. I'm happy that you took what could have been, I think, something that is really shattering for a lot of people and life-changing in a negative way. And I think you've changed it into being something a lot more positive, self-care, loving your babies, and enjoying this new venture that you're on. Yeah. Not the one you planned for, but the one you're enjoying. I know. I I feel like um, somebody told me, um, you know... (laughs) 
I met a woman who was married four times and she was like, you know, I have one for every decade. <laughs> and she was, you know, I, I, I thought about it when she talked about it. I was like, you know, she's right. You know, you change so much from like my early 20s because that's when I met my ex to your 30s. And then from your 30s to your 40s, I can't imagine. And then from your 40s to your 50s, like you change so much. And if the person isn't growing at the same rate yeah. that you are, it makes sense not to stay together. You know, like yeah. she says, we put so much pressure on being with this one person for the rest of our life. But it's like, how do you know who you're going to be in 10 years? You don't. Yeah. Like, I didn't know I was going to be this person 10 years ago. There's no way. Yeah. And so it's like, how would I expect someone else to coexist with me if they're not growing at the same rate or in, on the same path that, you know, I am? So yeah. now I just have such a different perspective on it. Um, I used to think like, oh, I'd only get married once. And, and I thought I would after the divorce thing and everything, I would always always like, oh, I don't want any more kids. I don't want a husband. I don't want any of that. But now I'm like, well, I could get married again. I could have another baby. Like, why not? You know, yeah. um, there's no, there's no reason not to. Yeah. Um, as long as we're taking care of our stuff and everybody's happy and enjoying life, like do it. Yeah. You just have to do you. I know. And I mean, who doesn't like a wedding? I mean, let's oh, seriously. <laughs> I always tell my husband, I'm like, when can we get married again? I said one time, it was like a few years after. We've only been married almost five years, but um, I think it was like on our third anniversary or something around that time. I said, oh my gosh, for my next wedding, I want to wear that dress. And he was like, what? And I was like, I'm talking about you and I, duh. But secretly I was like, oh my God, that was really weird. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Because, you know, you see a dress and you're like, why did yeah. I pick that dress for my wedding? <laughs> like, we just naturally are dreaming of dream weddings I all know. the time. I know. You know, what's funny is um, the guy that I'm with, I don't know if I'm going to say his name. I don't know why, but it's like um, the guy I'm seeing, we kind of randomly talked about it. Um, and he told me the wedding colors he always imagined, which was navy and gold. And I was oh, like, hey. okay. And he, and he added like, but like, that's a fall or winter wedding. So we'd have to do like anywhere after September. Or <laughs> I was like, and he loves the holidays and I'm obsessed with the holidays. Mm. So I feel like we could totally do like a really sexy, like Ooh. moody, like navy and gold like holiday. I like this. Think. Wouldn't it be fun? I'm watching yeah. this movie, girl. <laughs> I want to see this ending, okay? Somebody told me, she was like, could you just write a book about like all of your dating experiences of the last like six, seven months and like how you got to this phase? And I thought, man, this, yeah, there's a lot of good stories. I, I need to start writing them all out. You should. It's just it's too fun. Yeah. And people just need to be, have a light heart about it and just enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I am <clears throat> so thankful for your time. Yeah, thank you. I know you're a busy I'm mom. so proud of you, too. This is really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just so thankful to hear everyone's story. Yeah. And to hopefully help moms everywhere not feel alone. Yeah. That's the key. And know that there's other things that maybe they haven't heard or there's <clears throat> different situations they didn't know existed. And Absolutely. I think what you're doing is great. And I think it's so important that we all communicate you know, all the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, yeah. just to really normalize our lives. Yes. Like we're all just humans. Yeah. Yep. And we all have imperfections. And like, I think social media makes things seem so perfect. Yeah. And this is like a way to really be like, hey, it's not. It's not. It's not what it seems. <laughs> but you can still make your Instagram perfect. That's I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> I try. I definitely try. Sometimes it doesn't work out. <laughs> nope. 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 I know. But it's good. It's. I think podcasts are a wonderful way for people to connect. And, yeah. Um. I know. I did that a bit. Um. 
I can't remember what it's called, but there was like a single girl one that was so great. It was just like being, you know, in your thirties and single is like a whole other thing. And especially like with the apps and stuff. So it's like, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a nice way for you to kind of find the things that you need in life and connect with other humans without having to like ask for it. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So good. Well, I cannot thank you enough for your time. But the one last thing I want to ask you is given your whole year and everything that's happened, what's the one piece of advice that you would want to give to mamas? Oh, wow. Um, I think my one piece of advice is ignore the outside world and do what's best for you, Mm. period. Whatever that means to you, um, just do it because I think, I think the outside world has just so many different ways of affecting us and like almost allowing us to not know ourselves. Um, even like wearing makeup, like there's Mm -hmm. so many women that like you wear makeup every single day that you don't even know what you look like you know, and you do it because of what everybody else is seeing, right? You're not doing it because, I mean, some women probably feel a lot better when they do it and you, you're you up and whatever, but it's just like a simple thing. Like, do you know what you really look like when you're stripped down? Like, are you comfortable being stripped down? Mm-hmm. And I feel like internally you can do that too, by just stripping everybody's opinion away and just taking the time to get to know yourself without anybody else's opinion. I think that's the hardest part. And I think it's the most the best healing that you can do for yourself is really understanding. Because at the end of the day, I realized I wasn't happy in my marriage. And I didn't want to stay in my marriage. Yeah. Like I really, at the end of the day, I really was not happy. And I'd stayed in a loveless marriage for a really long time because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. So it's like dig deep. Yeah. Dig deep. <clears throat> and don't, don't let the outside world affect what that means to you. That is really good. I think it's important for everybody. I mean, for me, it's been a positive experience, but I think it's because I've brought it up in a positive way. Um, but the opinions are interesting. Yeah, I'm sure. So, well, I can't thank you enough. You're so, yeah, I'm glad we did this. I, I don't know. It's fun to talk about and it's, it's reality, man. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I hope you loved it. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episodes and tell us what you think about it in the reviews. And mamas, I love you.